Oh man, rough uh, night again for the Suns. Get to that in a little bit. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is you decided to make uh, Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day. My family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. But we do things differently, however. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury, all available to you Tuesday through Saturday. Before we get into things of sports, um, happy Wednesday, happy hump day to you. I hope you're doing all right and the week is uh, half over as uh, as it normally is uh, around uh, this uh, time of, of the week. Um, it's been great weather for us uh, here in Billings. The last two days have been felt like spring, unfortunately, tonight. Um, tonight and uh, tomorrow, the cold weather is back, hopefully for one last time. I don't think, I think it might come back a little bit more. Uh, kind of spoiled with the good, good uh, warmer weather, but it's supposed to be getting some snow uh, tonight into, um, or, yeah, well, tonight into this this morning, um, maybe a little bit um, tomorrow, but I think mo- most of it is um, happening uh, right now as I speak, or is about to anyway, and then um, most of it during the, the day. Um, but after that, and I was I was looking at it, and... Uh, the weather, it you know, it's never super accurate. When I was uh, looking at it, um, we were supposed to not really have any snow coming, but it that changed rather quickly. Um, but um, let's see, Thursday, um, which is tomorrow, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all are you know. Um, lower 40s uh, Sunday is upper 40s and then Monday back in the 50s like it was um, uh, earlier today um, it does look like next week of course again this is insanely inaccurate you know past like really 48 hours is is as accurate as it gets they did the 10 day forecast from what I understand um you know years ago to increase ratings but wednesday is supposed to be snowing again so a week from today it's supposed to be snowing again and then um uh thursday is as as well possible it's definitely cold enough in the lows to do it but um either way still more consistent uh 40 degree temperatures with the exception of these couple of days um so i was right in saying that I don't think we're done with the cold weather, but we're a lot more done than what um, than what we uh, um, have been of of late. Um, today it was like uh, fifty five, almost sixty degrees. Fifty fifty. Uh, I think my car read fifty eight at one point, um, and then yesterday was uh, you know. 10 degrees cooler at 48. Uh, so, um, anyway, no, I, I, well, I said that backwards. Excuse me. 
yesterday was 58. Um, uh, Tuesday, or excuse me, um, Monday was uh, 48. Anyway, got my days all mixed up. The the overnight podcasting sometimes still screws up my my uh, calendar as I'm recording, and it's you know my thought process is today is Wednesday, but when I talk about some things, it's it's all kinds of backwards. Um, the other thing that's kind of messed me up a little bit. Um, what well, you would think that it wouldn't mess me up. Um, but I haven't been Ubering as much, and the big reason is I've been spending more time during the day with my mom, and then when I'm not spending time with her, I'm sleeping. I think uh, um, the constant go, go, go has really worn me out, and I've been doing a lot better. Um, so that stinks, but um, it stinks that I'm not making money like I was. Uh, because I'm not doing it versus, um, you know, when I was and then also sleep was, was lacking. So I don't know which is better, but, you know, I'll never forsake spending time with my mom. And I, and I know she's thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so so that's good. Um, other than that, I don't think I have anything... Uh, to really get into. Um, so we'll go ahead and move on with the uh, rest of the show. The two-minute warning is up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. It's the two-minute warning. This is the beautiful part of the podcast where you give me two minutes and I give you everything that happened yesterday and last night. We start things off with some spring training baseball. The Diamondbacks are now 7-11 in spring training play as they lost to the Giants 7-6 yesterday. They have a doubleheader tomorrow with the Giants and the Brewers. Next, we take things to Tempe, Arizona. The Coyotes continue to win in overtime as... They beat the Calgary Flames 4-3. It was back and forth all game long until Travis Boyd ended it in overtime for the final goal. The Coyotes had 25 shots on goal with 16 block shots, and the Flames had 45 shots on goal with 10 block shots. Both teams had power play opportunities but couldn't convert. The Coyotes had one, and the Flames had two. The Coyotes will play Vancouver Canucks tomorrow night and then finally we take things to downtown Phoenix and unfortunately the Suns have now lost three straight games 116 to 104 was the final in favor of the Bucks. Devin Booker led the way with 30 points in 43 minutes but it was the big men for Milwaukee that was the difference as Brook Lopez and Giannis had double doubles they will play Orlando Magic tomorrow night. That is your two-minute warning. The Coyotes are up next on Big Sky Sports Talk.
as I said in the two-minute warning, Coyotes continue to win, and last three games are uh, one loss in overtime and two wins in overtime, and uh, this is one of them, 4-3 to three against Calgary. Um, Keller had two goals, and uh, Boyd had a goal. Barrett Hayton had two assists. Uh, and like I said, also it was back and forth in the first period, eight fourteen. Calgary scores first, but just uh, not even well. Right about a full minute later, um, Keller with Barrett Hayton on the assist ties it up. Second period, um, Matisse Michelli, fifty five seconds in with Jack McBain on the assist. Coyotes have the lead two to one, and then. Um, a little bit less than two minutes later, Calgary ties it up. Third period. Um, uh, Clayton Keller on a shorthanded goal uh, with Hayton on the uh, assist. Uh, two minutes and one second gives the Yotes the three to two lead. And then this one a um, lot later. You know, the others were just almost within a minute or so, but um, 12 minutes, almost 13 minutes uh, later, at 14.59, uh, the Flames tie it up. And then we go into overtime, three minutes and 10 seconds in. Boyd with uh, Valimaki on the assist. Give the Coyotes the uh, fourth and final goal, and they are winners over the Flames 4-3. to three. Um, as I mentioned, uh, the shots on goal and, and all that, it was like almost, I mean, five shots and then it would have been double, uh, what the Coyotes had for, for the Flames. Um, faceoffs won, uh, Flames had 36, Coyotes had 27, that's 57.1% for the Flames, 42.9%. Uh, I already mentioned in the two-minute warning, both teams had power, power play opportunities but con- couldn't convert. Uh, Flames had two. Coyotes had one. Um, penalties. Uh, Flames had one for two minutes. Coyotes had two for four minutes. Uh, Coyotes, two takeaways, 13 giveaways. And uh, the Flames with uh, three takeaways and eight giveaways. Unfortunately, I don't have anything else um, uh, as far as sound or anything like that. Uh, it has, for whatever reason, has not been uploaded yet or uh, will not be uploaded. I'm not sure from Valley Sports, uh, but uh, they have the Canucks at home. This is uh, game three of four at home uh, tomorrow night. Um and uh, hopefully they can kind of keep this up. It's been, it's been fun uh, to watch this team. You know, basically give away a lot of good guys. I mean, they gain some prospects and whatnot, which those prospects are not even here, and um, yet they're still winning. Um, in fact, uh, since we're not going to have any any sound, let's go ahead and deep dive into what they're doing. I mean, they're they're more than likely not going to make a playoffs. I mean, they're, they're second to last in the central be, um, in front of Chicago. Uh, both of them, I think in the league are dead last, you know, for 
are pretty much dead last for uh, ping pong balls. Uh, are well, they're not. <laughs> they're not dead last, but uh, Coyotes they are ahead of one, two, three, four, five, six teams. Um, San Jose is the only team uh, mathematically eliminated. Um, the Blue Jackets should be soon, um, but because of the difference in division and whatnot, that's the reason why they're not. Boston's the first one to uh, claim a spot. Um, but uh, it is uh, definitely, um, you know, definitely rough for the Coyotes. But they they've been um, they've been playing, like I said, pretty pretty well. Um, they are, this is what they are. They have 68 games played. They're 25 wins, 32 losses, um, 11 overtime losses. They uh, have 61 points, including two points from, um, from last night. So, uh, over the last three games, let's see, two last night, two the night before, and one for the overtime loss, two, four. That's five points in three games uh, uh, that they've earned. So it's been uh, pretty in, pretty impressive on, on their part. Hopefully this is a momentum builder and and uh, for this team that they, you know, can kind of say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to scratch and claw and, and fight. And I think that uh, says a lot to how, you know, to the team, says a lot to the organization and even though you know they're clearly in rebuilding mode, they they're they're still winning as as I said. So um, it's been really really cool and and and, and some good stuff. Um, other than that, uh, we'll go ahead and get into some Suns and their third loss in a row. Unfortunately, um, that is going to be up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Third loss in a row, as I said, in the two-minute warning. And then before the teaser there uh, for uh, the Suns, this is the fourth game uh, without uh, Kevin Durant. Um, 116-104 in favor of Milwaukee. Giannis had 36 points, 11 of 23 from the field, uh, 14 of 24 at the line. I think his uh, line attempts was uh, almost better the Suns at the line. Um, we'll hear Monty talk about that here in a second. Of course, I'll talk about it as well, but um, Monty really gets fired up about it. Um, Booker, 30 points, 13 of 27 from the field. He only went to the line three times. He made all three, uh, three, th- uh, all three free throws. Uh, tough one to say. Giannis, 11 rebounds, seven defensive. Four offensive, that's part of his double-double, the points and the rebounds. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, eight rebounds, six defensive, and two offensive. Giannis, eight assists, three turnovers, 35 minutes. Chris Paul, eight assists, one turnover in 33 minutes. For Milwaukee, um, Giannis, 35 minutes, 11-23 from the field. 0-3 from deep, 11 rebounds, eight assists, 36 points. Brooke Lopez, a double-double, as I mentioned. 
Uh, 34 minutes, 10 of 14 from the field, 1 of 5 from deep, 10 rebounds, and 21 points with 1 assist. Um, Holiday, 35 minutes, 4 of 14 from the field, 0 of 5 from deep, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 12 points. Carter, 23 minutes, 3 of 6 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 9 points. Um, Patrick Connington, uh, 26 minutes. Two of six from the field, two uh, of six from deep. That's where his shots all were from. Two rebounds, one assist, and eight points. Uh, Jake Crowder, this is his first game in Phoenix. Um, kind of a mixed welcome uh, for him, but, uh, you know, majority was, was cheers. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of fans don't like how he left, just kind of sitting out and whatever he did there. and um, But he did help get them to a couple of playoff berths, uh, finals and, and whatnot. So fans, uh, most majority of the fans were, you know, pretty excited for his return. Um, but uh, anyway, 24 minutes, three or four from the field. All of his shots were from deep. So three or four from deep as well. Five rebounds, one assist, 11 points. Bobby Fortis. Uh, 20 minutes, 4 of 9 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep, 4 rebounds, 11 points as well. Uh, Matthews, 10 minutes, 1 of 2 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep, 1 rebound, 2 points. Joe Ingles, uh, 27 minutes, 2 of 7 from the field. Uh, his shots were from deep as well, 2 of 7. 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 6 points. And then Green, he had 6 minutes. He only had a rebound. He did not score. Suns, Torrey Craig, 22 minutes, 2 of 5 from the field, 2 of 4 from deep, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 6 points. Josh Okogie, 35 minutes, 1 of 5 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 8 points. DeAndre Ayton, uh, 25 minutes, 8 of 19 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep, 8 rebounds, and 16 points. Chris Paul, 33 minutes, 5 of 11 from the field, 0 of 2 from deep, 4 rebounds, uh, eight assists, eleven points. Devin Booker, forty-three minutes, thirteen to twenty-seven from the field, one of three from deep, four rebounds, three assists, thirty points. Ish Wainwright, twenty-five minutes, three of six from the field, two of five from deep, three rebounds, and eight points. Bismack and T.J. Warren did not score. Uh, T.J. had six minutes, zero of three from the field, um, two rebounds. To his credit, Bismack, uh, eight minutes, 0-1 from the field. He had three rebounds. Um, Jock Landale, 14 minutes, 5-6 from the field, 0-1 from deep, three rebounds, two assists, 12 points. Cameron Payne, 17 minutes, 4-9 from the field, 3-5 from deep, two rebounds, two assists, 13 points. And then Terrence Ross also did not score, but he had two rebounds, two assists. He was 0-3 from the field, 0-1 from deep in 11 minutes. Um, team stats, Milwaukee, they were 40 of 85, 47.1% from the field, 12 of 39, uh, that's 30.8% from deep and 24 of 37, uh, at the line, 64.9%. Sons, 41 of 95, 43.2%, uh, from the field and then eight of 23 from deep. 34.8% um, at the line, 14 of 16. So 
I want to go back because I said I think that Giannis um, himself had more attempts. Giannis was 14 of 24. The Suns were, and I know I just said it, but um, I have to get back to it. Um, 14 of 24, the Suns themselves were 14 of 16. So um, Giannis made as many as the Suns did and had uh, 24 attempts, and the Suns only had 16. Um, definitely lopsided there. Um, they were better. They only missed two, but you know, 87.5% versus 64.9%. Um, but a big discrepancy there. Uh, Milwaukee, 46 uh, rebounds to 41 for the Suns, 13 offensive and 33 defensive. Suns with 8 offensive and 33 defensive. Um, one assist difference as well in favor of Milwaukee, 24 to 23. 8 to 7 in steals for Milwaukee and 6 to 3 in blocks also for, for Milwaukee. Suns had 11 turnovers to 13 for Milwaukee. But 14 points given up for the Suns, only 12 for Milwaukee on that. Fast break points go the Suns' way 12 to 4. Points in the paint go Milwaukee's way 54 to 36. Um, 26 fouls, including two technical fouls on the Suns. 15 fouls on Milwaukee. Um, largest lead for the Suns, three. Largest lead for Milwaukee was 16. Um, with that, here is the game recap from Valley Sports, Arizona. Down by 14 mm. in the third quarter. KD arrives, and the next thing you know, they're up three, but couldn't hang on. Talked about Chris Paul, too. Had that one floater, had the exact same shot. Just those buckets were not dropping for the Suns when they needed to. Unique Trucks first half highlights. Giannis and the Bucks built a 16-point lead. Hunter DeCoupo had 20 points, 9 rebounds in the first half, and he had all sorts of help, even though, as I mentioned, no Middleton and no Grayson Allen, one of their top three-point shooters. No, you're right. I mean, they had some guys out there, but I'll tell you what, Drew Holiday, he leads that team. I mean, he plays the defense. He gets the right plays, and Giannis is the freak. He's the guy that can do some stuff. I'm just so proud of his son's team. They didn't put their heads down. They came at him in the second half, even though that guy right there, I can't believe he made three threes tonight. Well, because no one's guarding him. Everyone yeah. else is worried about it. So that's my yeah. little dick right let, there. Yeah, let him you, shoot. you have Booker and Jay Crowder going at it. No one's guarding you. You should be making your threes. Oh, but, man. I mean, they're, they're all threats out there, to be honest. And it's so hard because they're all huge, too. Like, it is I'm, – I'm waiting for the game that someone actually plays a good defensive game against these Bucks. Down goes Ingles. Yeah, he's another irritant, but man, what a nice addition to that squad. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely is. But you got to come at the Greek freak when he puts it down and spins that other direction. He's not seeing, you know, when he spins back to his left. And I tell you, he's 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 an absolute load. You know, that was a great block right there. Torrey Craig got scared, but Torrey Craig is hurting. I mean, he's he's hitting the floor way too many times hard. And what you say about spinning teeth? <laughs> You're laughing when it's you say that. No, no. Oh, I've, I've had it happen. So I, well, I saw, I saw Dr. B get up out of his chair and run to the locker room, yeah, so I knew something had to happen. <laughs> Wendy's second half highlights book starts to cook. 17 in the third quarter. We're talking about the minutes, 43 minutes. He was in there the entire second half. 
Brad, he wasn't going to come out. They, the Suns needed him. They didn't want him to come out. They were doing everything right. Campaign came in, did an incredible job. But that guy right there, Burke Lopez, I mean, he has transformed himself. He was a low block scorer, the best in the NBA, low block scorer. And now he only shoots threes, but his defense, Tom, is just remarkable out there. Jay Crowder, uh, you can't guard him. That was the moment of the night. Yes. You talk about being proud of the Suns coming back. I was proud of the Suns fans, too. Yes. I mean, this place was lit up and campaign. He's always the guy that well, does that. He lights this fan base up, man. I'll tell you, he's got to start bringing it. Jock Landau was terrific inside. What do you have, 12 points? But, man, he had a couple opportunities for threes. And I'm like, dude, shoot the shot. Make him play you on it. He's got to shoot that shot. Yeah. But I think that campaign that's what we're missing that energy that's all yeah. we need is just a little bit of a boost and he brought it tonight i know we came up short but i think just the crowd everyone was involved and you could feel the energy shift in this building in the second half that's what campaign brings is the energy um i, I like to you know he always brings energy i like him be a little bit more consistent on the scoring um but uh, he definitely brings the energy that's for sure Monty Williams, let's hear it. Give us uh, your little rundown, sir. <laughs> Look, man, it, it, it's the oldest. It, it's, I just did it the other day, right? Like, I can sit here and go through what all of you guys already know. You know what I'm saying? You just got to put my name on the quote. You saw it. It's, it's just, it's not fair. Book has three free throws, I think, if I'm reading this right. <clears throat> I think. Yeah, he's got three free throws. And Drew Holiday is one of the most physical defenders in the game. He, got, he has three. Giannis has 24 free throws. It's ridiculous. There's no other way to put it. It's just our guys are fighting. DA can't play. You know, when a guy just runs into you the whole game, it's like we've dealt with this so many times. Um, with this team and credit to him. He, he saw the way the game was being called. He kept doing it, but that's hard to swallow when one guy had, and this has happened a number of times when we played them. And so for me, it's like, it's hard to tell our guys to keep their level of poise because that's frustrating. You know what I'm saying? And they beat us, make no mistake about it, but that, that's a hard one to swallow. And it's happened too many times. Um, I said this many times before, um, and, and Monty Williams kind of says what I always feel, you know, um, the refs don't win or lose games for you. Um, and, and that's just the, the truth. I mean, they had, they had guys that had two guys in double, uh, with double doubles. Suns didn't really have many. They had, um, you know, they assisted the, uh, they let in assist. They let in blocks. They let in steals. Um, so, so many other categories, um, you know, for it to really kind of come down to free throws is, is uh, you know, not a reason why you lose. But the NBA, they don't care about officiating. If they did, they would fix it, and they're clearly not going to fix it. Um, th this does happen a lot to the Suns. Sometimes, you know, that, that uh, it, yeah, you know, Monty thinks that his team is, you know, getting into the paint and being a little bit more physical than they really are. Um, but the fact that it happens so often against this Milwaukee team is ridiculous, and it 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 kind of infuriates me as a as a, uh, a fan of this team. And I, you know, 
I even told my friend, uh, I didn't say why they would lose or why the Suns would lose, but I did tell him, I said, you guys probably win tonight. And he, he's like, I don't know, man. You, I, I've, you know, you, you got a good team. And, you know, he told me that before. And I and he said, but we do have Giannis back. And I said, yeah, I think um, Suns are on a back-to-back, aren't you guys too? He said, yeah, we're on a back-to-back. So I said, I guess that's a wash. But I'm like, I just I hadn't had a feeling that, Suns were going to lose this game, and they did, and it, it, it sucks. Beyond the free throws, what do you feel like defensively you guys? When it we had a couple of situations out of a timeout where we gave up corner threes. That Those were like back-breaking plays. And then I think there was a corner three, and then we had a delay of game after a missed layup, and that compounded it. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, man, our guys fought. You know, we didn't have our shots um, falling for us early. I thought I know we shot a low percentage in the first quarter, but we stayed with it. And then in the third, we came out and, and book got going and we started playing more downhill. And um, it was our, our style of basketball. Campaign gave us a great lift. Um, Jock gave us a great lift. Um, and it's, it's good for us. You know, without Kevin, that's a championship quality team. They've won a title. Um, they play a certain style, and they played it the whole game. I thought we got a little tired um, down the stretch. I played book way too many minutes, but we needed his offense um, the whole game. Coach McCory, did he lose a tooth, and then he was limping near the end? Well, he, he's played the game with a sore foot. His heel was sore, and, and then when I put him back in in the second half, he was just too stiff, and that's how he got the foul on Lopez. I'm not quite sure if he lost a tooth um, or not. I didn't get an official um, update on that. But again, I mean, he gets cracked right in the mouth. You know, it's, I talk to the officials all the time. I'm like, how do I tell my guys to guard that? You know what I mean? We have a right to defend. And it's hard when guys, if you get to a spot and a guy runs into you, I don't know what else to tell our guys. Full disclosure, I have not watched any of these last three games for the Suns. Uh, I can't tell you why. Well, I guess I can kind of tell you why. I'm just, I'm so frustrated, and I kind of am a little bit more down, uh, distraught now that I've learned that, you know, Kevin Durant will be, uh, you know, evaluated, uh, reevaluated in three weeks now, two and a half, or maybe two weeks now. Maybe it's been a full week. Um, since the uh, the uh, turned ankle, um. And uh, it and so that kind of sucks some life, and I just got, I kind of felt like during this stretch that it would be all three losses, um, because I knew what the stretch was going to hold, and I guess I'm like, you know, I should watch them, and usually I do, and I feel like I'm failing the podcast, I'm failing myself as a, I can't call myself a fan if I'm just gonna. I feel a little bit more in the fair weather fan. Oh well, I'll watch when they, w- you know, when I think they're going to win or when they have a good chance. But you know, against, uh, you know, even though they're five seed, they're defending champs, Warriors, uh, and of course, uh, you you know, the Bucks. They've won and they're they're leading. They they clinched a spot actually tonight with their win or tonight last night with their win and, um, and it's just. Uh, it's just tough, and and um, so I'm. I would imagine that Dwayne would be right in saying that 
he thought he heard or saw or whatever um, that uh, um, there was a lost uh, tooth um, with Tory Craig. Um, I mean, shoot, you get hit that hard um, and a foul is not called and you lose a tooth? That's ridiculous. A little bit because his float game was going tonight. Then, you know, I had to sit him and, you know, I, I trust our guys when they have three to not pick up four, when they have four, you know, and there's been times where it's worked. It's, there's been a couple of times where it hasn't. Um, that's totally on me for leaving them in and picking up that la- that fifth one. But sitting that long probably hurt his rhythm a little bit because he had a nice um, pocket game going. He was making his floater tonight. You, you mentioned Buck. How difficult is it to balance his workload when you need his starting up? Well, it – it is a challenge when we don't have shot making tonight. We were just cold from, you know, other guys. We didn't have um, other guys making shots consistently. And um, the ball didn't pop in the first half. I thought it popped a lot better in the second half, especially in the in the third. But it does put a lot on his shoulders. Um, but I thought campaign came in and took some of that load off of him. He played downhill. He knocked down a few big shots from, from range. And so that helped a little bit. Especially with how Lopez gets in that drop. How are you trying to balance the spacing tonight? It's t- his drop on defense. Yes. Yeah, it's it's tougher because they're they're giving you the shot da got. That that's what they want. Um, they're one of the best at taking away threes, especially corner threes. I think they're number one. We're like six or something like that. So again, that's that's their identity and. Lopez is the best at it. You know, he just sits in the paint and waits for the guy to come to him, and they don't mind giving up that that pocket shot. Coach, that's uh, two games in a row. You guys have been almost doubled up on threes as well. You know, not just the free throw part. After putting out 44 against the Kings, um, what what can you attribute to that on not getting those three points? Well, it's goals? one their scheme. I mean, if you look at Milwaukee over the course of the season like that that's what they typically do they give you the pocket and they just go steal out so you have to get your threes in transition for the most part or off the dribble off that first screen and that's typically how golden state does it we don't do it with chris that much now book can do it cam can do it he can come off of a pick and roll and knock down a shot uh but for the most part that it's a a product of how they play you know they, they're going to give you the pocket and if you can knock down enough of those and, and take away theirs, you, you have a chance. But um, I thought we did a decent job of taking away some of their threes. We gave up threes out of ATOs just on, you know, broken plays where we didn't see the guy float behind us and, and we gave up corner threes. But for the most part, um, and then they, Ingles hits a couple. He hits one coming off of a, a pick and roll. Those are the ones that we have to take to get that number up against their defense. Late in the fourth quarter, Doc and, and uh, Cam had really going. You guys had the momentum in one point game. What was the strategy behind taking him out of the game at that time? We always finish with Chris. That's that's how we've done it since we've been here. Um, and I had to get DA back in there one to give us some defense and two to see if he could score some. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. All right. And then now, Devin Booker. And then what happened in the fourth quarter? Um, 
You know, I have to go back and watch. You know, I think we're defending at a high level and just getting out and playing free basketball. And, you know, when we're not stopped every time from shooting free throws, they don't get to set their defense every play. So, you know, that makes a di big difference. What do you think about the experience the past few years of scoring these high-level games has allowed you to find space and, and find time to get your shot off when there's so much attention coming at you? Um, I just need a little space. Um, you know, there's not much of it out there, especially with Kev out. Um, obviously, teams can be more focused in on it. So, um, just tougher shots, finding my spots, and trying to get to the free throw line, but that, that didn't work. Do you feel like it's is it footwork that you've been able to develop over the years, or it, it just feels like you're able to have a knack to even just get the shots off in a way you weren't able to in the past? Uh, I'd say just every shot's different. Um, you know, just shooting from different pockets. You know, being able to bring it right, bring it left. Like, you know, it's just, you know, scoring's art. So, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. They want to know we've seen this movie before with the free throws, but mm. how are you even managing through it? I don't know what to say, man. It's, it's tough. One player shooting more free throws than a whole entire team. You're right, we've seen, we have seen this movie before. When, you, when you're in the midst of it, I saw you one time just look at the ref like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, all of them weren't fouls or, you know, probably over half of them were fouls, but 24 free throws to 16 as a team is, you know, it's uncalled for, you know, especially when, in my opinion, at least a couple of those can be called offensive fouls. And, you know, none of them were. Are you getting the clarity that you're looking for when you're having those conversations at least? Like, are you getting the type of answers that are helping you adjust? Nope. Is that frustrating? It is. I mean, you've seen that play with Tory in the first half. I mean, he's, he's first one there. He has his spot, and he just goes directly right through him, and you call a blocking foul. So the next play down, that's going to make you hesitant of – like, I don't, I don't know if you want to just Olay and get out the way and go let him dunk the ball, but there's going to be some type of contact. And if the, if he's going to initiate it every time, it, it can't be free throws every time. That's the evidence later in the game, right? Yeah. Definitely, you obviously have so, but you have those words for Jay. It was back and forth all night. What would it like competing against, against him? It's always fun. It's a high-level competitor. Um, you know what it is. We have experience together. You know, I got a lot of respect for him, and, you know, we just leave it on the court. What do you take away the most from these three games in terms of improvement points to, to end this game? I like how we've been fighting. Um, you know, every game has been its own story, and, you know, I think we have to get out to better starts. You know, we've been fighting uphill battle every game, and, you know, I think that's going to be a point of emphasis for us is, you know, to get out and, you know, start the games better so we're not on an uphill battle the whole game. I mean, the fight's definitely been there, and uh, but it's just they come in short, lack of energy, lack of execution, ac execution, lack of you know whatever you want to put there. Um, and and I, you know, mentioned earlier, you know, defending champs. Who's well? They're the five. They're creeping up on the Suns. Or you know, one more loss by the Suns. I think they swap. I'm pretty certain of it. Um, 
you know, and Bucks are they're they're the second in in um in the East, and uh, the Kings are second in in the West. So it's just just very very tough stretch. Um, here is uh, Kellen Olson uh, from ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports, kind of wrapping everything up for us. Hello there, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports Suns reporter here from a Suns loss to the Bucks. That's three straight for Phoenix. This was a tough one because Phoenix played a lot of good basketball within this game, but ultimately what mattered was that rough start they got off to. They were down by 16 at one point in the first half, and then they had a tremendous comeback in the uh, third and fourth quarter. In the third quarter, at the end of it, Devin Booker isolates Jay Crowder. They have a bit of trash talk during that possession, I assume. Booker hits the shot. They have more talk after that really got the crowd going here, and it was maybe the loudest the crowd has been here in at least a month or two. I would feel safe in saying. Felt like something was really starting to happen for Phoenix, but then when the game was tied at 97 with about seven minutes left, Milwaukee played really well for a couple of possessions, and that was pretty much the game. That was it. The margin of error without Kevin Durant right now is pretty small, and especially in a game like this when you work so hard to get back, just like the loss to Golden State last night. It's just tough. It's going to come down to execution on a couple of possessions, and the Suns just wasn't there tonight. Devin Booker played really well. He and Jay Crowder both said after the game, that's all love, that's all respect. They both just want to compete. And when those two guys compete, they talk to each other a lot. doesn't matter who it is. And they're all they're all good. Everyone seemed to be all good. I, I have gone this far without talking about free throws, which upsets many of you, I'm sure. 24 free throw attempts for Giannis. That was more than the Suns had as an entire team. Monty Williams brought it up after the fact, called it. Ridiculous. He credited Giannis for recognizing the way it was the, the way the game was being called, and he also credited the Bucks for beating the Suns, but at the same time compared it to the three free throw attempts that Booker got. That was more of the same sentiment around the locker room and then from Booker after the game. It has been a challenge for this team to generate free throws, and sometimes they feel they've often felt that it's been a detriment to how they are officiated as a whole. And tonight was some had some glaring examples. Of course, Torrey Craig lost a tooth on a no-call. I, I, I'm not one to complain about officiating or spotlight it, but not getting a foul call there when you lose a tooth, that's a pretty tough blow. Uh, all things considered, Booker had a couple of drives, of course, that were physical, and I think that was that offensive foul that Holiday drew at the end. I think that was more of a statement from Booker than anything, just showing how physical he wanted to play and was trying to play the legal limit a bit too much. But you kind of get lost in that in games like this where the free throws are all over the place and just how it went tonight. So three straight losses for the Suns, but they've got some winnable games coming up for sure. It starts with Orlando on Thursday. There's going to be a couple of nice get-right opportunities here at home at the end of this home stand, and then they got to get back to it because those standings teams are starting to creep up on where they're at at that four seed. We'll have more on that later this week. Yep, um, definitely some winnable games, and uh, Kellen just said it. Uh, Orlando is, is up next for the Suns. And that will be uh, tomorrow night. A lot of big action um, over the next couple of days. Uh, tonight starts uh, uh, ASU um, and their um, NCAA tournament um, playing Nevada. So should be a good one. Um, but anyway, uh, that's everything from me. Um, I appreciate you guys listening as always. Um, it's, it's, it's been great. You guys have been great over the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more consistent. Of course, sometimes when I say that it, it, it shoots down, but, um, you know, averaging more, um, more plays per, 
per episode. Um, I mean, um, just now hit the 24-hour mark or so uh, from from yesterday's yesterday's episode, and already has seven. And normally at this time, it would have maybe three or four. Um, and none of them have been from me listening. I ain't gonna lie. I will, uh, you know, will listen to give myself at least one, and none of them been from me. So that's been fantastic. I appreciate you guys a lot. A lot of that comes from you guys sharing the podcast, um, and uh, I appreciate it. I see it. I thank you for for doing that. Continue to do so. Subscribe on Spotify, um, Apple, Google, Audible, iHeart Music, Amazon. Um, stitcher um the but the big one of course as i've been saying is spotify please please continue to listen there hit that bell notification so that way you don't miss out and continue to uh tell people about the show your friends your family your neighbors your enemies uh keep on sharing it word of mouth on uh on social media any way you can if you want to email me you can big sky sports talk at gmail.com uh, I look forward uh, to anybody that wants to do that, as always. I always throw that out there, and I appreciate anybody that takes up the opportunity. You can also um, shoot me a message on Facebook and uh, Instagram, Big Sky Sports Talk. You can just hit it in search bar. So at Big Sky Sports Talk for Facebook and Instagram, and then Big Sky Sports Talk at gmail.com for the email. Um, but I think that's about it. I appreciate it, guys. And until tomorrow. Um, we'll be, uh, back at it again. Thank you guys.